starting, and we are live. Hold on. Hold on to what? This is why, because I hate my life. <laughs> we're going to get a copyright strike, damn it, and we're not going to be able to do any more of these. There it is, and that's the end of the show. Cut after two seconds. It's a record. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before and I haven't gotten a copyright strike, so I think we're good. Okay. Right, but. God damn it. But the Gents to Rise video was out for over a year and a half before he got a copyright strike on it. Hey guys, welcome to the Star Wars Legends podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy from Stupid Chainsaw Productions. I got my other host, Dylan, who, you know, talked about how he hates his life as usual. And we got Matt Wilkins with us today, so our views will double. And I can make lots of money off of him. <laughs> can we turn off that god-awful racket? That's like only cutting out because my internet's so shitty? Dylan, it's not my fault. You have terrible internet wherever you live. Well... Oh, and Buddy's with us. Buddy, are you going to actually cooperate? No. I got a kitten, everyone. Just to let you know if you yeah, don't... Yeah, because the other, the his other three died. The other two, you dickwad. Friends don't let friends read new canon. Exactly. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt. Matt will tell you this. This is actually an intervention for Jeremy because he always talks about his, um, you know... The new canon on this uh, podcast, which is called Star Wars Legends podcast, so that was the real reason we wanted to do this podcast today, Jeremy. Not because I wanted to talk about Armada, which I do, but because look, it's eating you, man. We can all see it. We're here because we love you, man. But this new canon is like it's just tearing us all apart. You, you got to let it go, man. You got to stop. You gotta stop taking it, cause you know, you know, you know. All I heard was, "I'm John Sadler. Call me the filthy casual. I'm John Sadler. I don't like anything and can't get along with anyone. I can't talk to women. Blah 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 blah." People are actually gonna start thinking I am John Sadler. Oh, you're not no, the... Matt. Oh, oh. Matt. What do you have to say about all this? Well, I know you're here. You're here for the intervention too. I well, I actually just I didn't want to break up the lovers spat, so I was just letting it continue going on. But um, no, I, I think uh, it's funny because uh, well, prior to going on the podcast, I was told that someone who has read the books and the new comics for the longest has finally given up, and I hear this from a lot of well-meaning people who say, you know, I just could not go any further. And I, I just have to wonder, Jeremy, do you truly enjoy some of this, which is fine if you do, or are you just a glutton for punishment? I'm a little of both, actually, because I do enjoy one series, Poe Dameron. I'm really getting into that because it's different. It's territory they never tread on. But when they tread on territory that I loved in, in the EU, I cringe. Like, today I reviewed Skywalker Strikes, which is not a good book, but has beautiful art. And beautiful art doesn't cut it. Um, I, I enjoy 
Poe Dameron a lot because it's got unconventional comic book art. And it's an unconventional um, Marvel Star Wars story. Oh, buddy, one up? Oh, good boy. Hey, everyone, it's Buddy's first appearance on the show. Yeah, mark it on your calendars. This was the first appearance of Buddy. Maybe only appearance. The first I don't appearance of Buddy gonna like go up in value. <clears throat> this this um, podcast will double in views. This is the one time I actually played music on here and Dylan got mad. <sighs> it's because it's not licensed. I don't want your content getting uh, shut down. You know, again, oh, yeah. Gen already got Snack Channel. It's yeah. only been a few minutes into this, and I feel that we've covered nothing. Okay, let's get right. into. Let's begin. Where did, um, Dylan talk about Armada while Matt and I ignore you? No, I want to hear about Armada, Dylan. Uh, so, the, uh, a, as you know, the fourth wave got announced. It was shortly after the third wave, and Dylan, you have the third wave was um, announced. When was it? It was announced earlier this year. Okay. And in the third wave of Armada, I talked about Armada. I talked about this on uh, one of the other ones that I was very disappointed. Not in the fact that there was new canon in the Armada, which I knew they would anyway. So better now, better. Uh, I knew it was going to happen, so I'd already prepared myself for that. Time out. But Time the... out right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm a I'm a Kanye West to you. I'm going to let you finish the first. Uh, Jeremy. Is it is it kind of weird that he's talking about he's supporting a game that supports the new canon, but yet he gets on to you about reading the new canon? Did you, Jeremy, do you want to respond to that? Well, the difference I don't is have to because he's made a hypocrite out of himself. I, I don't really have to. <laughs> the difference is one expansion out of um, let's see. 12 that are currently out, and we're getting four more, so that's one expansion out of 16 that has new canon in it. The other 15, which I'm not going to buy the expansion with the new canon in it, the other 15 are completely free of new canon, which is all I'm going to be interested in. But anyway, back to my original point on Wave 3 was the fact that all we were getting was two ships, which were going to be the flotilla, which was a new class of ship. Now, I liked the idea of the flotilla. Excuse me. I liked that it was continuing to develop the game. But in Wave 3, all we were getting was two ships. When in Wave 2, we got four new ships and a new fighter squadron. And in Wave 1, we got um, we got five ships and two fighter squadrons. Three of the ships were in the original game, the original core set. So two new ships and two new fighter squadrons. It felt like Wave 3 was just like... Basically, it felt like if you're getting a game, right? You're, we have, like, a video game, and, like, the first DLC comes out, and it adds, like, it adds 50% uh, more levels, like, single-player story missions, as well as, like, five or six new multiplayer maps and a bunch of new features. And then another wave comes out, and it's, like, the same amount of... It's the same amount of multiplayer maps, like, four or five new multiplayer maps, like, even more... Even more... Um, Solar Flare missions, so essentially the two missions, the two expansions alone, our DLCs alone, double the amount of mission overall game had. DLC comes out, and it's just like, okay, and here's a multiplayer level. It's like, you've given us so much with the first two, and then you're shortchanging us with the third one by giving us hardly anything. That was my problem with it. Well, Wave 4 was announced a few days ago, and in Wave 4, 
it's going to have the new interdictors for the rebellions, which I'm or sorry, with the for Imperials, which I'm really excited about. Because not only is it going to be a brand new ship, but it looks like it's going to fix not really a problem, but something that happens in a lot of games I see, which is where the it becomes a game of the Imperials trying to do like a slugging match kind of game while the rebels are kind of dancing around the edges and like coming in and out out and doing like hit and run style attacks. Well the interdictor looks like it's gonna be able to negate the rebels' ability to hit and run, which will kind of balance the game. While at the same time the rebels are getting a Liberator class Moncalmy Cruiser, which will give them now a second ship that can go toe to toe with Star Destroyers and trade blows. So which opens up more possibilities to the game and kind of, in my opinion, it's going to revolutionize the metagame and have a lot more, uh, not only options for fleet building, but options how the strategy can go. But what's interesting about it is that Wave 4 was announced a few months after Wave 3 was announced. And I know I'm not the only one who complained, who said that we're getting nothing in Wave 3. Why are we only getting two ships? Well, if you also look in before they announced Wave Four, they did a previews where they both went in depth of what's coming in into the two Wave Three ships, and they said in the previews that Wave Three would gonna hit shelves late third quarter, and then Wave Four comes out, and they're also gonna hit shelves late third quarter. In fact, if you look at the on Fantasy Flight websites on the product codes on them. The wave ship, the wave uh, four ships, their product codes are lower numbers than the wave three ships. If that makes sense. Dylan, so, can I interject? Yeah. You? Yeah. So this is my theory on this actually, and I actually do have something to bring. I think when they announced wave three, you weren't the only one who was down about it and how the lack of content for it. Mm-hmm. I think That's exactly what I thought they're too. Rushing Wave Four out as an apology for how little they had in Wave Three. So you're I agree. That was my reading on it too. So like, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I just think this is their apology. I think they tried to test the water in mm-hmm. typical Disney fashion of giving you a lot, a bunch of nothing. And they realized that Fantasy Flight fans are smart to that, and they said no. We're actually kind of disappointed in that, and so they're rushing out Wave 4, which ha- has more content, and they're going to make just a combination with 3 and 4, and it'll just be one wave. Wave 3 and 4 basically makes up four ships, which is on par of what we got in Waves 1 and 2. It's a little bit less, but it's a lot close. It's a lot closer. Basically, it's just meeting, missing a fighter expansion in Wave 2. Yeah, that, that was my read on it, too, and I think... At the most, it's like I'm a little – I just hope that they're not rushing it and then these ships don't get properly playtested or that the quality goes down because they're trying to get it out sooner. That's my only fear, but I do trust Fantasy Flight that they'll do the right thing and that if they're, they're not ready, they will delay it, which they've done it before. And as painful as it was was to have to wait longer, the final products were amazing once they came, so – Mm-hmm. I have faith that they'll do the right thing, but yeah, that was exactly my, my theory on it, too. Okay, um, so moving on to 
um, stuff that's being released, there's a whole series of Star Wars Marvel Epic Collections coming out. And a new Marvel Omnibus. Um, let me look it up real quick. But um, the big Omnibus that comes out next week is the Droids and Ewoks. Oh, okay. They are giving all the Marvel comics the, uh, the big treatment, and Matt just left us. I don't know what's up with mm. that. Okay, you got... Uh, we could only... Uh... <laughs> but what we're... So I was actually looking at the ones that just came out actually in print. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, two have come out. Those would be The Empire Volume 2, which I'm not sure what that collects. Let me... Let me grab that for you. But the the one I was really interested in is the New Republic Volume 2. Yep. It has some X-Wing Rogue Squadron. It has half the run. Mm-hmm. But um, the Empire Volume 2 collects Dark Times Issues 6 through 17, Dark Times Blue Harvest Issue 0, Dark Times Out of the... and um, Star Wars Dark Times Out of the Wilderness Issues 1 through 5. But they are, um, there's already talk of a new um, Marvel Epic Collection that has not been released yet. In fact, there's a couple. They're, they're putting Mar- the original Marvel years into an Epic Collection, which will have issues 1 through 23, um, material from Pisa's issue 1 through 16, and Star Wars uh, Weekly UK number 60. There's also a legacy. So it's, a, it's a mix. It's a mix between Wild Space and the uh, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run. Which, uh, I, which I like. That. I like that. I like that they're doing that. Yeah, and that's what they've been doing in the hardcovers because the third um, Marvel um, Marvel Years Omnibus has half of Star Wars, the Star Wars Wild Space stuff. Actually, it has most of it. The only thing it it, it has a couple of things that aren't. A couple things that aren't in there, like Devil Worlds, for instance, by Alan Moore. Which right. you don't need because it's not canon. Well, <laughs> it depends on who you talk to about that. Because I believe it is in some sort of weird reasoning. I know your thoughts about it, and that's fine. <clears throat> Wild space. Um, what was it? Other space, I should say. Yes. Uh, but next... Um, Legacy Volume 1, which is going to collect issues 0 through 19, Dylan. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I actually have the I have the first uh, volume of Legacy in hardcover. So, it's kind of like that, pretty much. So I would basically wait for the Legacy Volume 2 to come out, and is what I would do, or if I wanted the whole series in print. And lastly, they have the Rebellion... Volume 1, which is going to collect Star Wars Empire issues 7, 14, 16 through 18, Vader's Quest issues 1 through 4, and then the uh, Brian Wood garbage Star Wars series issues 1 through 12, which I think we all agree was not a good uh, Star Wars series. Let me just say this. First off, I I think it's awesome that Marvel's doing this. Yeah. Uh, Reprint a lot of the old stuff in nice quality hardback. Uh, which a lot of people want to see. Paperback. 
Pay, oh, paperback. That's fine. Either way, I'm glad they're doing reprints and keeping it alive. Can I add something, Matt? Being a connoisseur of the Marvel trades, these are actually, they're starting to, I think they realized when they did Marvel Now and they made everything more expensive that they it was a detriment to them, and I think they lost money. These epic collections, which retail at 30 to $35 for like 20 issues, is well worth your money. And right. it's very They're good a little... binding. Marvel makes high-quality trade paperbacks. I find that the glue they use is... As opposed to DC, which doesn't do... has the worst quality omnibuses on the planet. Uh, I don't know where that voice came from. Um, yeah, but... I still think that they're a little bit... a tad overpriced, but... If you're going to try to track down the alternative uh, original Dark Horse prints, you're going to pay, in some cases, three to four times as much. Yeah, uh, Tales of the Jedi, for instance. I can't wait for them to reprint that. I don't know why they don't. It would literally be a license to print money if they would re-release Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi, the Rogue Squadron series. Well, they already have half a Rogue Squadron, but they had... Yeah, they, they had, had the Old Republic yeah. Volume 1. That was one of the first ones that they started, but it was right. the first... Um, it was basically the first 20 issues of Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. So, I think they'll just do a Tales of the... They'll do, like, a Birth of the Jedi or something, and they'll do Tales of the Jedi and Dawn of the Jedi all together. Or maybe they'll do... Yeah, Dawn of the Jedi. So it'll be Dawn of the Jedi epic collection, so they'll get through all of Dawn of the Jedi, then do... Okay, I can... Oh, I can see that now. All okay. Dawn of the Jedi in one... Of these epic collections, and then have some, right, and then it would. I, I could honestly be if they because what they did they had the Infinities one that had the whole Infinities trilogy and the mm-hmm. Star Wars, which I actually right. took a look at that the other day. Um, I was at Barnes and Noble uh, yesterday. Actually. It also had the Infinities lo- um, logo and the Legends banner on it at once, which is like. Um. A little redundant, but hey, it is really redundant. It's what it is, Dylan. You know, it makes uh, my brain hurt looking at that. Oh man, I can't wait for them because they did. They've done a whole bunch of these Marvel Epic collections. They're the they're the hot commodity right now. With all of their, this is how they're reprinting their older stuff now. They've got a bunch of Spider-Man um, ones out. They got some Avengers. Moon Knight has one. Luke Cage, I think, has one. I mean, all of these characters are having these epic collections. They're they're the hot commodity. And then you're getting these Star Wars ones with a lot... Of, there's some bad stuff mixed in. Like, they're throwing Tales issues in here or there. Tales. Right, but I think they're doing it. They're doing it. They're releasing them chronologically. So the comics are in chronological order, pretty much. I much agree they are. Um, the New Republic's a little screwy. Well, because the New Republic is kind of a mess. Uh, I mean, just imagine what's going to happen when they try. Which, yeah. Imagine imagine what's going to happen when they try doing Clone Wars epic collections. Matt, how would that be? Trying to get the comics in chronological order. Hey, here's a hint. Because you are a resident. (laughs) Because you're a resident. Now it would be a pain. So you would want Tales of the Jedi if they could reprint something. You would want Tales of the Jedi, right, Dylan? I would I would literally go to Marvel's headquarters with my wallet in their hand and just hand it to them if that okay, happens. So 
my question is, Jeremy, what would be the one reprint you would like to see most? Oh, geez. Well, I have pretty much everything. But for my subscribers, I, I like the Knights of the Old Republic one. That's the one I gave away in my 100 subscribers contest. Um, I would like to see all of X-Wing Rogue Squadron or Dark, em Dark Empire or Crimson Empire, either of those, which they'll do. Well, I think Crimson Empire and Dark Empire both can be in the New Republic volumes And I'd like to eventually. see the Zahn. Any of, actually, I would like to see any of the classic Star Wars comic strips thrown in there. Well, they have the original Marvel run, don't they, as an yes, epic collection? They do not have the comic strips. Okay. They have some. It doesn't have all of them. But they're reprinting those in the paperbacks. So I I would like that. I would like to see droids. Um, any of the um, the Dark Horse Omnibi that take place before Clone Wars... That are the original that oh uh, that Star Wars run with Keanu Moody and a shade ahead. All of those guys, I would like to see more of those because they did Rise of the Sith. They redid that one and made an mm -hmm. epic collection, which I think is out of print now. I think that was one of the most popular ones. But I would like to I see more of those. Like if they took Menace Revealed, they put that in there. And um, Emissaries and Assassins, or Quinlan Boss <laughs> Jedi in Darkness, which is one I don't actually have. That is one of the few Dark Horse things I don't have. Uh, mine would be the web strips, the unprinted web strips. I'd really like to see something like that to be something unique. It's, it's something that's never been collected in Omnibus before. And I think it would be awesome to have all the web strips, just like what is really neat. It's, it's great that Marvel's reprinting all this, but give us something we haven't seen yet. However, I think both of yours would happen before mine did. Yeah. That, that, you know, they probably do yours, Matt. If they have the rights to... If they got all the, 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 cop, the web strips, which I think they do have some, they've, they've print, reprinted the, um, the zero issues that were only released online, like Marjade by the Emperor's Hand issue zero. They reprinted those, and they, they, have, they did print a short print of the Clone Wars web strips. They have not done the rest of the stuff that happened around that time, too. Miscellaneous stuff, uh, uh, leading up to Episode 3, shortly after Episode 3, and around that time, during the dark period. And so that they have... Uh, they, have them out there. They're, I, I know someone's got them in the vault. You know, they all were hyperspace web strips back in the day. You could easily put them in comic book form and give fans something they haven't seen before, a reprint they haven't seen before. But of course, there's a reason those aren't reprinted because there's not that much. I mean, who, how many people want to see the life and times of Greta? You know, not many people. Or you I know, just read that actually, Matt. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, the thing I have, is, I have printed out. Yeah, I I, uh, I gave you some as a birthday present. And, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> the first time that's been announced, guys, because he didn't want me to tell you initially. <laughs> I want to so well, bad. And he, he's like, don't do that because everyone will ask for it. And no, Matt does not have another copy of that. That's no, because Matt our bestie pals. <laughs> I, I gave it to you. You're a big comic fan. I knew you'd appreciate it. Um, oh, 
was an incident that happened. I had them all in a pile, and I tripped, and the pile no. went everywhere. So now okay. I, I thought you gonna, I thought you were gonna say like I was drinking some water, and then I spilled it on them. I thought I was gonna say, and my mom thought it was my old homework and threw it away. Mom doesn't <laughs> anymore because of that. Well, because I she accidentally threw my cell phone in the washing machine because it was in my pants. <laughs> but you know that that is neither here there nor there. Now, I, I want to go back if I can. Are we done with the God books? I yeah. want. Throw in a question that I know wasn't in the script here. One unpublished novel you would want to see that I know that's out there. It'd be Escape from Dagoo. Okay. William C. Ditz's Escape from Dagoo. It's completely finished. Um, it should be out there. I, well, hmm. Blood Oath by Elaine Cunningham. Maybe that's the one. Never yeah. mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it on on you there. I'm going to say Blood yeah, Oath because... by Lane Cunningham. It was a new Janet Order book that's almost finished. It just never got all the way. It should be It should be close to being finished. If not, it was trying to work on edits. Mm -hmm. Lane Cunningham was sick at the time, and so she wasn't able to finish it, though the events of that book are mentioned in future novels. That's how close it was to being done. So that would probably be it, Escape from Dagoo. Um... The uh, fairy tale stories, I, I, I'd love to see those about Jason and Jana by John Whitman. Uh, he wrote two that are completed. So, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But those would probably be in there. And then anything that they had washed up from New Jedi Order. Like the mm -hmm. Jedi uh, Eclipse series, I can't remember what it was called. But it, it looked neat. All right. Dylan. What about, what about you, I'm gonna go, Dylan? I'm going to go completely unoriginal and say Sword of the Jedi. Well, Chrissy Golden said she hadn't written it yet. Even though there was a book title and cover art, she had not she even mm -hmm. started on it. Now we know how Matt feels about Christy Golding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I just think that's weird that they got a title and cover art when they're they haven't even yeah, got that's exactly, any idea. That's, that's exactly what she told me, me, like, yeah, I never really uh, started write, writing it. I'm like I mean it but even though it was announced okay. that she, she was writing on it, like writing on it, and it mm -hmm. was going get, to get done soon, but then Disney bought it and everything went on ice. And then suddenly she went, before it was, yes, she was do, doing it to where, oh, no, I hadn't written anything on it. Which, I mean, that's fine. But, of course, I told you I've heard authors double back on these things. Like, and I like these authors. I mean, Stackpole and Zong were telling everyone that they had a short story on their computer about uh, Thrawn and, and uh, Baron uh, uh, Fail, and they really want to do it, but you know they said, "Well, we have it ready. Whenever you know Lucasfilm wants us to print it, we're, we're ready for it." And then I asked him years later about. It, I said, "You mentioned this years ago." He went, "Yeah, yeah. I don't think we. I think it was just a concept. It just disappeared. It went from we have it, it's ready to go, to no, it was a concept." So, I mean, that's fine. They want to save those stories for a rainy day, change the names, change the places. I, I understand that completely. Mm -hmm. But, Jeremy, what about you? What would Jeremy? you like to see? Light Cider by Tom Veach. Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. Yes. Uh, be about lights. Go ahead. Because that era and that whole time period in the New Republic 
is fascinating to me because we Where's have the, dark the whole Dark Empire trilogy. I like it and I hate it. It's a love-hate relationship. I think I would love it more <laughs> if Lightsider had happened because my big complaint was we got this character that we were supposed to know who he was. Yeah. But we had no introduction to him. But there was going to be a novel with, oh, can you imagine Dave Dorman doing art for that book? Dave Dorman remembers being hired to write that book. He will talk about that book. <laughs> and he'll ask you if you know about it. And he'll tell you, yeah, he was ready to go. It was ready to happen. And it just never did. <laughs> and uh, do, do you know if Tom Beach ever wrote it? I think there was a lot of talk that he had written most of it, but, you know, the whole scandal with Knights of the Old Republic and them trying to use Vima Sunrider and he's saying no, and then there's the he said, he, he said, she said thing going on um, uh, with uh, Lucasfilm and him, and, of course, you know, their whole merit, that whole beautiful relationship they had with them, with Tales of the Jedi and the Dark Empire trilogy, fell apart. He says he'll never write Star Wars again. And in the same respect, the final Imperial Commando book would be my close second. Just to finish that out, that series out. Oh, that That's was so never true, written. So can stop complaining. Now you're going to a different field. Well, that is true. That, that was never uh, but it's because the, if that was the case, I would say the uh, fit there with the rest of Dawn of the Jedi era. That is. True. I would have said I would have said Sword of the Jedi. I mean, we're talking about unwritten. Yeah, uh, but Lightsiders number one, Skate for Dagu in a close second though, because I'd love to see um, William C. Ditz write Star Wars again. It's like when Alan Dean Foster gets up off his ass and he actually writes a Star Wars book. <laughs> Dylan, did you ever read Dark Empire? I have the trilogy. It's one of the that and Legacy Volume One are the only two comics that I have in print. The rest of the comics, the entire collection, I have on my phone. But those are the two I have in print. Yes, I've read it. Okay. Um. Anyway, going to Dylan's uh, board game rant that Jeremy and I completely tuned out of. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, I added in there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I liked it, dude. And I like your thoughts on that. And by the way, I did try to play, big reveal, I did try to play Armada this weekend. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that did not happen, but that's because I got to play an incredible game from the year 2000 or 99. I think it came out in the year 2000. I think it came out a little bit later after the movie. Uh, Star Wars Queen's Gambit. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about, actually. Which is the grail of Star Wars slash board game fan. Yeah, it is one of the best. Uh, it's it's an amazing uh, three different boards, three different battles going on. Uh, I played it with uh, a mutual friend of ours, Brian, and I loved every bit of that game. I got my butt whooped, but I loved every minute of that game, except when Brian won, because I really don't like Brian. I'm kidding. Um, no, I don't mind losing at all, but I had the best time in the whole, whole time. I was thinking, this is just great. Unfortunately, and there was one for, uh, for on eBay that night, and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling like we're going to throw money down. We're going to get this game. Well, when the bidding surpassed 330 bucks, I had to fold. <laughs> Jesus, dude. 
I know. It was it was it was a bad feeling knowing that I'll never get that game unless I break into Brian's house and steal it. Which the thought did cross my mind. So there you go, Brian. If you see this video, it's it's you can show it to the police. I stole your game. I'm just so glad he doesn't watch your podcast either. <laughs> Kidding. Right. By the way, to all, uh, how many people do we have? To all five of you watching this right now, seriously, what has your life come to? I don't know. We don't, insult your, don't insult your listeners. This is great. I'm glad they're here. Yeah. Oh, but sp speaking of uh, Brian, by the way, um, the Billboard team has an announcement in that we are working on our second project. Um, not working on, but because it's not really work, but we have a second project which is going on right now. It's called the uh, Expanded Universe Book Drive, and basically the idea is that you all who supported the billboard and anyone else who didn't get a chance um, would essentially buy ex um, Expanded Universe uh, books and then donate them yourself to either your local library, a school library, hospitals, anywhere that takes books that would... Um, would be in circulation so that other people can um, share them, and it would. Uh, it's essentially the idea is to promote the expanded universe. You know, get it, get more people exposed to it, and um, share the love and of the expanded universe with people who uh, don't know about it. The uh, event ends on July 31st. That's the deadline to send it in, and that we also ask that if. There's several library resources that, like, you can look up your local library to see if uh, they have any Star Wars books that are, like, on, I don't know what's called, but, like, on order or something. Like, they're uh, looking for these books to put in circulation. So you can find out uh, which ones they need. But uh, the idea is basically when you donate it, you would take a picture of yourself donating it to it, and you'd send it to uh, the uh, Facebook page, and we'll compile pile all them together as a um, act of Star Wars fans giving to the community is the idea. That's really nice. And yeah. Yeah, I like it. I really like this idea. I know where I'll and be then I sent my library, though. Darth Plagius. About 30 copies, you know. <laughs> Gotta get it. Really like, oh, please don't donate new canon. Right. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Bruce. Right. Please oh, you don't know, donate Bruce new wants canon. to donate all of his new canon stuff. He doesn't like it anyway. And for those of you watching right now, I'm about to post it into the comments of this, the link to the... Uh, and, and Dylan, in the comments, if anyone has questions, they can ask right now. Um, we can answer them right. live. Um, but one of the things, uh, another great idea is uh, actually... Someone helping me steal Brian's Queen's Gambit game. That's another great idea. Yeah. While we're on that subject. I also want to say that on my channel today, I just gave out my first endorsement. Um, yeah. I, I took it seriously, and I do mean it. Uh, Walru 2016, I think he is our best uh, bet for the future. You, you, know, know, you know what he promised us? He promised us he'd build a wall around Disney and make pay for it. The Disney can't exactly. He's gonna keep. He's gonna keep the Chuck Wendigs out of our Star Wars. Well, you know we we, we, we have a you know they're they're killing us they're killing us over there with the new camp. Mm -hmm. We need a better deal. 
You know, we need a better EU fans deserve a better deal, mm-hmm. and that's what he's going to give us is a better deal. Because he's a deal maker. Yes, he is. Well, he knows the Waru knows the art of the deal. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade here. He'll be right. friends with Dave Filoni. They're friends now, you know. I no. mean, yeah, he's he's uh, all, all, he's talked to a lot of ex, and they all agree that you know he is the only choice to make Star Wars great again. Right. Hashtag Waru twenty fifteen. I mean, it just makes sense. And so, I mean, he won my endorsement. I mean, slowly over the election season, I've just been watching him, listening to what he's saying. And I really, by the way, I do think his skin is real. You know, the scales with the slime bubbling out of it, I, right. I think it's real. People say it's a, it's a fake, you know, but I don't believe that. I think it's all real. That's real. And it's not right. only what's on Walrus outside. It's what on his inside that matters, like the intergalactic plasmic goo. You know, I mean, there's there's a heart probably in there, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, or brain. Yeah, Luke dived in there just to, I mean, he would know better than anyone what's in there, really. Well, yeah, I mean, Luke had a hand in his, you know, rise to power, I guess you could say. The Geek Sack just unsubscribed. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Walru hasn't found a running mate yet. It's 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 down to Jackson and Skippy the Jedi droid. So, I just, you know, it's up in the air. Or maybe Jedi Prince Ken. I think that's who he's going. He may as well bring a Jedi in. It only makes sense. Right. He'll get the four. He'll well, get. He's going to bring a Jedi in. He should probably bring in Kira Holt. Well, or he'll get the, the super pack. Trace would be a good, good candidate too. You know. Well, if he gets Ken, the Jedi Prince from the Glove of Darth Vader series, he actually has the Force behind him. So mm-hmm. how can how can you not give up that endorsement? Right. Exactly. So I would say that's probably his most likely running mate. Mm-hmm. Waru Ken, twenty sixteen. I like it. So we'll see. We'll see. And you know what? Geeks Attic uh, told me personally that he is a Lazaru fan. It just looks bad to say that you are in public. And I understand that. Some people, because Waru said right. a lot of offensive things, right? Like, I want to take over your universe. Mm-hmm. I want to destroy the Jedi. I mean, he said some controversial things in the past. But you know what? I think he's been misunderstood a lot. I think we just need to let it go. Oh, definitely. And understand it. He knows what is best for the expanded universe. I mean, there's just no doubt in my mind. I feel in my heart of hearts, as does Geek Sadie, that uh, Waru is the right choice. Definitely. Good. And, and by the all way, our, Waru, Waru is not taking any big money from from anyone. So you know, I mean, they're not. No one's paying him big bucks. He's 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 staying uncorrupted. From the new canon, because he's there's no mention of him in the canon at all. So I mean, he is totally right. uncorrupted. I, I think I think uh, someone offered to put him, feature him in episode uh, eight, the movie, and he said, oh, "No, he said which means no thank you." Right, exactly. All of our uh, foreign um, uh, viewers are like, "What the hell is going on right now?" Well, that you're getting more viewers because we're talking about Waru. We are actually. Right. Actually, yeah. yeah, we are. We were at five viewers. Now we're at seven. Okay, so let's go ahead and get to your, uh, your questions here. 
villain that you have. Oh, are we at questions yet, or do we still have stuff to talk I, about? Uh, yes, we need to talk about how the because um, we talked about the um, rebel raid. How did the rebel oh, raid? Oh yeah. Was it about the same, or did we do better this time? It was about the same. Um, yeah, it was about the same. Uh, we have another one coming up. Um, July... God, Basically, it's when Aftermath Life Death comes out. But yeah, all, Rebel Raids are always... Um, are pretty... Uh, pretty consistent now. We've cracked down a lot on the... Uh, for good reason. We've cracked down on the uh, polite comp making all the um, comments polite and um, participation is about average. So, okay. Of course, it was uh, it was nice to see uh, all the digs with the billboard that went in because now we have uh, you know we have the uh, backing of yeah you know, we're not just um, complaining online. We spent $4,500 to put a billboard in your backyard to tell you. Yeah. All right. That was $4,500 that could have been spent on Legends books, by the way. Well, I, I think it's a positive signal. And, the, and I, I, I think last week was the last week of the billboard? Yeah, last week was. It went down mm -hmm. sometime last week. We didn't have someone there. The uh the next rebel raid is July twelfth. Mm -hmm. We didn't have someone there. But oh, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that billboard. I'm very proud of the message you sent. I'm so happy about all the positive media that went behind it. It was well worth it. So it it was good it was good money well spent. There's tons more people who are asking, Hey Matt, when are we gonna do something else like this? What else are we gonna I wanna support? How can we do this? Well, don't worry, there's gonna be plenty any other ways to support the movement, and we'll be talking about as time goes by. Um, like the book drive that we have going on right now till July 31st. Right. No, uh, uh, that's one of them. But even more yet yet to come. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, plans. Yeah. What else do you have, gentlemen? Well, we were going to well, get speaking into of, our reading. Or, or do you have anything else, Dylan? Well, since we mentioned it, speaking of... Um, people not wanting me to give them their money. Lego recently uh, unveiled the... Oh, it wasn't really unveiled. They hit stores. The uh, new line of Star Wars um, sets for uh, the summer of 2016. And of the seven sets, only one of them is one that I actually want to buy. <laughs> Which is sad because I love what Lego does, but... This wave, there are two Force Awakens sets, two Rebel sets, two sets from the Freemaker Adventures, which is like um, it's one of the like the Lego um, animated shows that's airing on right now, which is by the way, which is not canon, even though it's Disney canon, it's not canon, so there's still S canon, or there's still N um, N canon because the Disney the uh, all the Lego shorts aren't canon, but yeah, and then there's one lone uh, regular set, which is the clone turbo tank, which has both Luminar and Dooley and uh, Quinlan Voss in it, which I'm actually excited for because both of those characters we've had in Lego before, but I actually have the figures right here. There's a thing that they're both were in um, uh, the Clone Wars 
style sets, which if you don't know, the Clone Wars style sets had a weird way of painting the faces. Like, the eyes are really big, and, like, they try to add a lot of external makeup and, like, make them cheek... They tried to overdo it on the features, and it just looks silly and cartoonish. Whereas the normal... Well, as the normal ones, uh, the regular ones, look a lot better, at least in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions. But we're finally going to get those two minifigures in uh, the normal stuff, paint style for the face, which has, I'm very excited for. But other than that, yeah, it's one set out of seven that I'm actually going to be spending my money on. Hmm. Uh, well, let's get into collecting real quick, since Dylan's been okay. on... Let's see. Matt has a near-complete EU collection. Dylan collects Legos, and I've been really hitting the comics hard. So, mm-hmm. can I start? Can I start this section? Yeah. I right think Rogue Squadron in single issues over the weekend. I completed it. That's nice. I have everything, including the Applejack's one-shot. And then I, I am halfway done with the original, well, the first Dark Horse Star Wars self-titled, you know, with Keanu Moody and the Shade Head that became Republic. I have over half of that now. So I'll be working on that and completing that. Um, just, I've been working on that like, no, like it's going out of style lately. Um... What about you, Matt? Do you have nothing right now? Have you collected anything recently? No, I don't. I don't have anything uh, that I've been collecting. I mean, Star Wars wise, I I basically have it all that I know of. I mean, there could be something else out there, but right now I'm I'm doing pretty good on that that side of the collecting uh, angle. What about Dylan? Um, just. Oh, I was gonna introduce you, Dylan. What are you doing? Hmm. What, what are you collecting lately besides your uh, Lego and Armada? Besides my Legos and Armada, I mean Star Wars books. Every paycheck, I make a little bit of dent into my all paperback collection because that's what I can afford paperbacks. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little <laughs> taxing getting all hardcover for Post Jedi. I can tell you that. Yeah. But I'm making dents here and there. I have an almost complete um, post-Jedi collection, actually, in paperback. Um, It will be complete as soon as um, I make enough money that I can actually afford the uh, Junior Jedi Knights books. Yeah, I... Those are going to be rough. I saw... I didn't have money in my budget. I almost jumped on those over the weekend, but I didn't. Yeah, that's my hard one, and I also just need to bite the bullet and buy the rest of the um, X-Wing novels, and then I'm done with my post-Jedi collection. Uh, Because I have pretty much everything in hardcover that came out in hardcover at this point. But my thing is, don't you hate when it just only comes out in paperback? Yeah, Matt and I talked about this a couple days ago. Yeah, like Cross Current and Riptide, for instance, only came out in paperback. 
the entire X-Wing series. Um, only came out in paperback. Um, the uh, Tales from the New Republic only came out in paperback. Uh, God, the Last Republic Commando novel came out only in paperback. I didn't know that one was only in paperback. Yep. Yeah, because Matt and I had a conversation on Skype of what would be, or I think he's already talked about this, but what would be his, our, our uh, most um, wanted uh, hardcover reprints that were only available in paperback? Yeah, what would be yours, Jeremy? Oh, God, probably um, either the Republic Commando, like a whole omnibus of all five books, or um, X-Wing in hardcover. And then probably either Cross Current Riptide or uh, the Junior Jedi Knights because Jedi Prince made it to hardcover and the Junior Jedi Knights didn't. And to me, that's just ridiculous because no one really likes Jedi Prince at all. (laughs) In fact, I'm dreading reading them because everyone tells me they're horrible. And plus, my copies smell like cigarettes. Damn. Yeah, I know. A few of my books ended up that way. That's uh, that's the problem with buying in bulk on eBay. Sometimes things like that happen. But, yeah, there's just weird. It's weird what they what decide was decided to be put in hardcover and what wasn't. Because I mean, you have. And it was. You have Scourge in hardcover. We don't have Cross Current and Riptide. I thought um, that was weird too. It's just they put Dawn of the Jedi into the Void in hardcover. They think didn't deserve a hardcover. It'd be that. <laughs> well, everything good. in the new canon so far has had has been in hardcover. Yeah, in fact, a lot of it's only available in hardcover still. Aftermath only. Right. Well, there. Hardcover. They only just released parts of the Sith in paperback. Yeah, it's like I think it's like six to eight months is how long Del Rey has been waiting on the new ones for the paper to make the paperback reprints. At least that's what I've been seeing because I have to follow exactly what they do so I know when to hit them with raids. Have you guys looked at how the new canon paperbacks look as compared to the Legends one? Oh yeah, they're like. They're like weird. They're like a quarter they're like long taller. They're longer and they're taller. Yeah, they it looks it looks bizarre. What's even weirder is they did an oversized a really oversized paperback that collects New Dawn, Tarkin, and then has three short stories by John da- John Jackson mm-hmm. Miller and James Lucino. And it's like the same size as a hardcover. I don't know. You know what's really caught up in price and hardcovers? A new dawn. I was looking. I, I I frequent eBay and I look at hardcovers because I'm trying to get AC Crispin's Han Solo trilogy in hardcover right now. That's my that's my big one I'm working on. I'm just waiting for a good price. But I noticed that with these hardcovers, a new dawn's the only one that's expensive. Aftermath's like five dollars a pop. Right. Well, that's because there. What happened was the secondary market flooded with people trading in their aftermath novels. That there are just so many out there in stores that the stores just don't know what to do with them anymore. So, 
I actually think the stores are paying you to buy a copy of the Atrimax just to get it out their hands. Barbs I mean, I, I really do. Rid of their last copies. I was there, oh god, a month ago, um, and there was dust on the Aftermath books. Dust. And they were like 20% off. Um, but anyway, are, are we done with collecting? Yeah. I guess so. I guess we're what we're reading. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to be collecting Brian's game. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brian actually is watching because I sent him a link in the uh, in the billboard. Uh, I sent them all a link to the uh, thing in the billboard. Um... Well, you're... Good, I hope he is. I like how you pause in mid-sentence. Okay, while Dylan is infatuated with whatever he's looking at, um, <laughs> which is probably another Armada expansion, no, I'm looking at the questions. No, you don't have to tell me. We'll talk about it when you're older. So uh, Dylan had like a list of questions to ask. But okay, do we want to do, do we want to do the questions first? Dylan's, we're Dylan's looking at bikini hobbits. Okay, that's what he's looking at. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and just say it. Right is more like it. Ooh, now. All right. So are we going to questions first, or what we're reading? What, how do we want to end it? Oh well, we could go with what. To be honest with me, I haven't been reading hardly anything. I just haven't had time uh, between all my <laughs> travels and everything. I haven't. I do have a list, like a big stack of things to read when I do eventually have some time. I'm hopefully going to start in the next couple of weeks taking out some of those books. So there's, some there's a lot of stuff I want to read that's out there. Okay. But go ahead. Uh, uh, Dylan, what are you reading? I am reading uh, Cross Current by Paul S. Kemp. So I just finished Legacy of the Force within this week. I freaking read Invincible in a day because I just had to know, even though I knew how it had to end, I just had to actually read it. Did you cry? I didn't cry. The only time I ever cried was uh, Iron X-Wing Iron Fist. But uh, Troy Denning um, needs to be... Uh, I'm actually thinking of filing criminal charges against him for assaulting my feels with that book. No, it Man, was it good. The, that was how the uh, outlines were divided up. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. But he did kill... Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> actually, a lot of people died. In, in fairness, I actually think in that series, Karen Travis had a higher kill count of... Uh, named characters, or named uh, previously established characters in the series. Okay. But because um, Troy Denning had the big one, he gets all the blame, I guess. Well, yeah. Karen Travis did have a big one, too. That's right, yeah, she did. That was Karen Travis. I know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, Aaron Olsen is just like, hey, I was here, too. We're like, Aaron, you're amazing. Anyway, what are you reading? I'm reading several things right now. Oh, some not Star Wars, some uh, not Star Wars, of course. If people know this. Frank Miller's Daredevil run. been plowing through that. Aliens, Earth Hive, which is written by Steve Perry, uh, who wrote Shadows of the Empire, our greatest book ever written. Um, let's see here. 
reading Crisis on Infinite Earths, blah, blah, blah. But you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear Star Wars. I'm reading one new canon novel and some EU comics. New canon novel, I'm reading... I'm finally reading Lost Stars by popular demand. Actually, I'm actually pretty much enjoying this book. And I have go, I've gone back and I'm reading the Star Wars Marvel um, Marvel Years Omnibus, and I'm reading the A New A New Hope's movie adaptation. Which, hmm. God, that art is gorgeous. It is really good art for it. It's a product of its time, of course. But the way they draw Darth Vader in that is scary. Matt, you remember that? Um, which one was it again? I'm sorry. The Marvel, um, the original Marvel comics, Star Wars, how they drew Darth Vader. Well, he's drawn like kind of skull-like. Yeah, and he's got red eyes, and it. And everyone questions this, but if you look at the uh, A New Hope, his eyes are slightly scarlet, red yeah. in A New Hope. And that's why they came across in the dailies, and they saw red eyes. They thought that was really cool, so he has red eyes in the comic book, which is kind of neat. And, oh, that first panel with him as he's choking that guy to death. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I'm glad you're finally getting around to reading that. It's good stuff. I can't wait to review it. Yeah. Oh, it'll be coming really soon. Oh, at least in the next two years. Yeah, mm -hmm. Exactly. Next couple of days, I should say. Hey, what if I pull a George R. R. Martin on you and just die right before I finish this series? <laughs> you mean well, he's Martin? Hey, you know what? It's gonna happen when I review Lightsider. <laughs> and I'll have to. I'll pick up the pieces for you, Matt. There you go. Pick up the mantle, right? Yeah. My wife sells my collection so cool. on there and makes millions. God, can you, oh God, I can only imagine your collection going up on eBay. People would just be, she would just bid the whole house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she wouldn't get as much as she bid the house. I'm kidding. <laughs> it would be like Sam Spade's apartment in, uh, from the Maltese Falcon. In all honesty, Matt, your, your collection belongs in the Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> or the Library of Commerce. No, Rancho Obi Wan. <laughs> With um, uh, Sansweet. Yeah. So stupid questions, Dylan. All right. So the first question is from Frank Miller's Evil Hat. He wants to know: You guys still live? Uh, are we still live? No, I've been dead in the sun since you started speaking to me. No, he said, like, are we still live on the podcast? So I think we are, right? Yeah. I mean, this was like three weeks ago, so we're still live now. But... Oh, uh, I did the day the EU got discontinued. So. Matt's felt like killing himself ever since. I died the day we had to have a Minox Nest 19 and 19 and a half. My soul died. And then Dark Snowvia has three questions for us. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, Dark Snowvia, you have to ask the most complicated <laughs> questions every time. It involves me to think, and you know, thinking is a bad thing. I learned this from Gaston. 
And you say I antagonize our viewers. So Dark Snovia says, if the story group put you in charge, what would you do to make the new canon better? Um, I would start tying things together. I'd put Charles Soule in charge of Marvel Comics because he's actually tying things together. The last issue of Poe Dameron tied into um, Before the Awakening, the young adult novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put him in charge of that era. I would put certain authors in certain areas. Um, I would put James Lucino in charge of everything post A New Hope. Um, just the way the story group works, I'd fire all of them, first of all. They all have to be fired. And then I, I, I'd take charge and I would start connecting things together, having to write little retcons here or there for whatever Rebels episode it is or whatever Marvel's, Jason Aaron's Marvel Star Wars thing is going on. Um, I don't know. Some of it's such a mess, though. Got like You got Jason Aaron's Marvel Star Wars and Darth, Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader, which is ending, which we didn't even talk about. It's ending at issue 25. Uh, and they are such a continuity mess, and they're so hard to follow. And I have to have put a whole team on that just to get it so in a good reading order. Because it's just so such a mess. Uh, Matt would say I'd probably throw it in the garbage and not think about it ever. Right. I would, um, I, basically, I would take the new canon, and I would take it out back with a shotgun, and just put it out of its misery. And then I would dust off the old canon, the old expanded universe, and I'd say, okay, I want everyone that worked on this prior, I want you all back, and make it good again. We're going to get Waru, too, because, you know, Waru for pre- obviously Waru for president. He's going to make Star Wars great again, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would just take it out back and put it out of its misery and... Get the old crew back to make the new can make the old canon the new canon. Um, what what I would do? We're talking about if we took over this new canon. Is this correct? Just to make sure I understand mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, the first thing I would do, I would call the council, the story group, um, and and definitely uh, delete uh, Pablo's Twitter account as well, and then right. I would. Uh, probably have the rest of the council dress up in Ewok costumes as they walk around uh, Lucasfilm. And uh, and they can wear the little, you know, Wookiee mask from Target or Cole, whatever, if they want to. But that's the only thing. Whatever robotic, you know, noise comes out of their mouth is the only thing they're allowed to make inside Lucasfilm. Outside, they can talk you know, like regular people, but inside, we're going to keep them speaking nonsense. And what we're probably going to do after that is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue it, but instead of, uh, instead of the regular authors that we have slated for these, I'm just going to have a, a, a contest between which third grader wants to write the next book and just give them a shot because, hey, we've we got to have dreams, right? And just give a random fan just a shot to write a story, whatever whatever they want it to be about. 
it's fine. Um, and and then uh, as as I'm doing that, I'm because then it's, everyone's going to be having fun at this point. And then probably at that point, also head up a legends department, and uh, we can keep pumping out stuff that's you know legend stuff, not related to the new stuff. That way, nothing trips over the movies. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a bunch of fans writing, you know, uh, stories for Star Wars that, you know, we'll make sure it doesn't appeal to, they can't write about the new characters unless it, you know, we'll, we'll fit it. We'll make sure it doesn't, you know, contradict anything from the new movies. Uh, maybe, maybe go ahead and just cancel Rebels because, I mean, if you can't get, you know, 400,000 people to watch the show, the ratings, it's just a ratings, uh, just hole. It's just a big ditch that's just sucking the life of everything. So we'd probably cancel that one. Probably put in something else. I'm thinking about the Jar Jar Binks variety show. You know, right. like it's a comedy hour where he gets up there and does a few stand-up and then he brings in some of his friends like, you know, Dexter and, you know, uh, who, who's the, uh, the uh, guy from... Um, Clone Wars, uh, Zero the Hut, Stinky, you know, gets out there and he poots, and that's what kind of does the little segue between, you know, gags and whatnot. But I, I think it'd be funny, you know, that we would do that. I think it would be all inclusive to have everyone there. And I, I think, hello, Mr. Jaja Binksa. Welcome to the Jaja Binksa. Ah, fun hour. Waka waka. Well, that's kind of like Fozzie Bear, but it doesn't matter because we own the rights to that too. So. We could probably include Muppets. I think there needs to be more Muppets in Star Wars as well because we're not including them, and that's not being all-inclusive, and we need to be all-inclusive of everything, even Muppets, um, which don't get that, represented. Matt, there was that Star Wars Muppet shop special in the 80s, if you remember. The Star Wars what? I'm sorry. There's the Muppet special of Star Wars where Mark Hamill was on there as Luke Skywalker. Well, I think... I think we'll write that into the canon. I mean, obviously that that can fit within the canon now, um, because if you if you if you admit it, uh, animal is wearing actual space diapers in that one, which actually is a, is a connection there. That's trademarked now, is it, if I'm not it's, mistaken. I, I believe it is, and uh, you know we'll keep the helicopter uh, flying Jedi from Rebels. Well, they're not Jedi. They're Sith. They're they're inquisitors. Because you know, for the first time ever, there are there are these dark Jedi that run their Palpatine called Inquisitors for the first time ever, and they like hunt Jedi or something. I will tell you how original. I will tell you how the third season of Rebels would end with what's the kid's name? Space Aladdin from Rebels. What's the kid's name? Ezra, I think is what his name is. Ezra. Okay, Ezra. Um, I would have Ezra find his long lost brother Aladdin and fly away uh, together. Okay. You know, yeah, I'd give him a happy ending. And who's the cowboy Jedi? That would be uh, God. What's his name? Kanan. Okay, I'd have him find Flynn Rider. Remember, it's all in one universe now. And uh, they would get tangled up in some mess, pun intended. And uh, they would probably, you know, go on some zany adventure. I, I would do a lot of crossovers between them and the Diz characters. 
and the Muppets. I think, I think we would see because I think. What do you guys think? You think that'd be a great idea? I mean, am I uh, just talking? Sure one thing, you know, there would be a second holiday special. A second? Oh, we're turning that into an annual thing. Yeah, it's gonna come up with something every year, and it's gonna be on it this time. You know, I can see it now. You put Kesha on there. Well, it's gonna be called the Wise of Kashyyyk. You know, it's gonna be a reality show where Maul and a bunch of the other Wookies just like just whine and moan over how their husbands are always gone. You know, trying to serve ice debt. You know, it's just ridiculous stuff. How they but thought a planet fell, fell on what? them, but that was just how they felt a pla how they thought a planet fell on them, but that was just a legend. Well, I mean, yeah, no, that's that's legend, so that's something right. different. But we could call we could have another one called Life with Lumpy. You know, um, you know, he just calls himself the Lump. Um, another yeah. one, Little Ewoks, Big World. You know, they, a bunch of Ewoks go to Coruscant. And it's how they live there. That is a fantastic idea. <laughs> so that goes. That is what episode eight is about. Why are you limiting that to a TV show? That is episode eight. An Ewok in Coruscant's court. That's exactly what it's going to be. And it's going to be just like, oh man, it's going to be great. A Jedi is going to ignite his lightsaber. He's like, who's there? And Ewok goes. And he tinkles in the hallway because he's so scared and runs away. It's going to be cute and funny and adorable. We'll put fart jokes in it, too, you know, so the masses will laugh. Anyway, question be, I think two. It'd be a good so, I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I've been cheating, Dark Novia, because I am reading out of the playbook of what Auro do. So, I mean, this is Auro's ideas for a new... Star Wars, and I, I, I'm sorry to go back to my political platform here, but I really got to admit he has some great ideas here that we should be using. I, I, I just think that Waru is just coming up with some great, uh, just solid ideas. I, this is just, you know, it's like, look at this one. Lick a death stick. Uh, there's, there's three sticks, and one of them's a death stick. One of them a hut tail, and the other one's, well, it's a mystery, and you lick each one, and, I mean, Jar Jar could come on there and, like, and I get his, you know, tongue stuck on a desk stick. It's funny, man. What if it was Ryan, a I'm going to steal your game. <laughs> we still have three questions left. Okay, go ahead. Four I'm sorry. If have, four if you count the one that we just got, because Matt said we'd answer them live. So, Dark Snovia's second question. Would you rather read the Aftermath trilogy or Stephanie Meyer's Twilight? Um, Twilight. Um, it's the sexiest book ever. Um, actually, I'd have to go with the um the the better version of Twilight, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, now is he talking be, about all uh, four novels? Twilight. Is he talking about all four novels, or are you just saying the first novel, Twilight, or the one novel? Uh, I think Aftermath. he means the, I think he means the series. Oh, definitely. I go for sparkling vampires. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know, Matt. I would. I would uh, probably. Why not I could just talk, uh, have a fifty podcast where, where we just talk what's, about what's 
That's a great question, by the way. But what's the next one? Um, which movie do you think is worse, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness or Force Awakens? I haven't seen either of them, so I'm not going to say anything. Into Darkness. I, I think Into Darkness is, is horrible, but I have never seen the other one, so I can't answer one either. Force Awakens is a retread, but Into Darkness, because they marketed it as it not being con and then it was con, that's shameful. It's not so good. What's the, what's the other question, Dylan? You said we had another, another question, new question. Well, there was a bonus question. Uh, since I know how much you hate Ahsoka... What did you think happens to her in the Legends continuity? Vader kills her. Yeah. But specifically, no, what probably happens to Ahsoka is during Purge, uh, it would probably be some sort of, I could see it now, a Karen Travis Imperial Commando story. Mm -hmm. Okay. They hunt down Ahsoka, but Vader shows up, and he's like, I'll deal with her. And he, he she figures out it's him, and then he beheads her. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And also there's a, there's a redeeming of Mandalore as well. Okay, well, you want to say that Vader killed her. That's the obvious go here for me. Mm -hmm. But what, what if, and just hear me out, what if, if they did a very unique and tragic story, I'm being serious, of where, you know, like she was discussing with the Jedi Order, but she couldn't get out of her own, you know, just, maybe she just gets disgusted with life and everything, and I'm, I'm, I'm not playing around here, commit suicide. And you have this sad story of someone who feels all alone. I mean, seriously, we've never seen anything like that. You know, where someone's taking their own life just because they're just so miserable. And it it could maybe, you know, maybe maybe a Jedi is trying to help her prior to the Clone Wars ending. Or maybe maybe after everything happens and Darth Vader's going around and he's slaughtering Jedi, Darth Vader's coming to kill her and she just goes ahead and kills herself because she's just so miserable and sad about the whole ordeal. I think that would be a tragic story, and that Vader finds her d dead. You know, or I mean, I, I, what do you I think? Can, I can add to that. She goes to Tatooine and finds Obi Wan, and says, "Let's start an order. Let's start the order back up." And he says, "No, I have a prior. Uh, I have prior duties to that. Sort of what, like what." Oh, can I can I spoil a little legacy here? Sure. I think I think I can. So there, Darth Krott is a, a shithead shit at the time. Um, and a sh they talk about backstory where a shithead after Order sixty six happened went back to his Tuscan Raider roots and he ended up. Don't call him that. What? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I I call him a shard. It's a shit. Okay, go ahead. Oh my God, Matt, you call you call Darth Plagueis Darth Plagueis, and you say corpse instead of corpse. So do not ever talk to me about. And you say Talon. Do you say Talon card when it's been established as Talon card? No, I just I hey, I've always pronounced them the way that I've always read them. <laughs> anyway, go on. 
Anyway, I'm pronouncing it the way I read it. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so uh, sh they fight. Obi Wan and Shit fight, and um, and Obi Wan disgraces him from the tusk, the other uh, his other Tuscan Raider companions or tribe me tribesmen, or and um, they abandon him and leave him to die, and this causes him to go to the dark side. So no, I thought it was uh, in the Vong War that he went to the Vong dark side. He seeks out what's her face, and then he gets the Vong attached to him, and he gets thrown in that uh, hundred-year coma. He gets put in that hundred-year coma, and he waits for his time to strike, sort of thing. But uh, he blames Obi Wan for his uh, pa leading him to the dark side. Typical Sith fashion, you know. We got to blame Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. I'm Obi Wan for everything. Poor Obi Wan. But anyway, go on. But yeah, Ahsoka would go to him, and he say no, but he he wouldn't tell her why uh, Luke was important. And I think she she realizes at the end why Luke's important, but it's too little, too late. And yeah, yeah, I like that uh, suicide idea. But, yeah, I think it would be something nice and tragic. And I'm not trying to be mean or ugly here. I'm just saying it's just an idea that her own, uh, what is it? She she gives up hope, and she has this hopelessness. And it's just a sad case. And as Vader's coming, she knows you know, she feels that she knows how, how he's been twisted and everything. And before he even gets to her, there is no epic battle. There is no epic showdown. There is no epic. It's just a sad ending to a fallen Jedi. And Vader doesn't care. He just moves on. And you're left to wonder, you know, oh, man, that's just sad. I know it wouldn't make a lot of people happen. I think it would be something tragic and a nice twist than what we always see. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any other questions, Dylan? Well, we have – since you said we would uh, answer questions live, we do have yeah. one question from this podcast that's on the – if you want us to answer that now. It's from Indigo Grimm who asks, "What Legends Lego sets would you want to see in a hypothetical universe where Legends isn't ignored?" I don't buy Legos, but it'd have to be the Vong. That's Ooh. that was gonna be my answer too. It has because to be different. I'd like to see a Kalkatarn and his ship. And... Moldy Crow. There's actually on Lego Ideas a Moldy Crow that's there. Yeah, that's uh, first ups, but it's not. It doesn't have nearly enough. Um, okay, say that we it. get three. Say that we get three choices here, and my other two are tells the Jedi. Oof. Oh, dude, can you imagine those Golden Age of the Sith ships with the sails? Yeah, they that would be just really awesome. I think. Uh, Dylan, do you have a second one? Uh, mine would basically... Well, because it's Lego set. Like, you guys are... I guess because you guys don't... Well, Jeremy collects Legos, so who's not what it is, but... As a kid, yeah. In my, like, a Lego set is a thing, right? And they've had Legends Lego sets in the past. There was a TIE droid, which I think was the first ever. Then there was the, uh, TIE, um... Then um, recently, which I have in my collection, 
there was uh, most recently, even after the Disney Purge, they did the Azure Angel in Lego. There's also a Tide Defender, which I have. There is, even though it's not called it, there's essentially what's an E-Wing that I have as well, and there's Old Republic sets too. So they've done Lego um, Expanded Universe in the past, and a lot of it is stuff that I've already, that I've actually wanted to see, and I already have it, but if I was going to get anything, uh, three sets, one would have to be a uh, Yuzhen Vong Coral Skipper. That would have to be one with a Vong minifigure, obviously, and maybe a uh, Jedi as well. Um, seconds would be because they already did no they did V19 Torrents which I want one but it's so expensive it's like it's way out of my price range but um, I'm gonna okay. go go ahead uh, for me it's, it's a so... no brainer the third one has to be Dark Empire World Devastators, V-Wings. I mean, I just, I, I think that's the way to go. Those the, those would be the three right there. Oh, okay, um, we're doing three. I want the Minoc, Cade Skywalker ship. Nice. Um, geez. Slave 2, Center Dark Empire 1. That's awesome. That's an awesome idea. Oh, you see at Ultimate Collector Series Center Point Station. And an Infinity Gate. Good ones. And then obviously, 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 um, there has to be a Waru minifigure. Oh I mean, but that's just a given. There, there, there is, it's just the yellow block. <laughs> <laughs> you can but I would make like a to Waru see Waru Lego figure. You just paint the skills on a yellow block. Okay, so third, this is totally cheating, but third would be a Lego Luke's New Jedi Order uh, Jedi Council on Ossus. Ooh, basically, oh, so I would have so I'd have a minifigure of all the Jedi Masters from uh, post order. Oh, dude, I could have gone with the Jane Sabe from Vector Prime. Hmm. Oh, been cool too. We could come with a more great question. Wow, this has actually been a very productive podcast. It's I know. Not pretty terrible. Just, just start at like the twenty-minute mark. You know. I don't know. My uh, my intro was pretty good. Your the, intro the, of copying off someone else's music, so now this oh, great podcast is going to get flagged, and we're, no one's ever going to be able to see it. You remember Are when you I about to do your great outro? I don't no, because Dylan's throwing a hissy fit. I can't do it. Look, Jen Sarai already got hit. They're hitting us, Star Wars expanded universe people. We need to be careful. Oh, I am so warm right now because I got the. Buddy decided he had to sleep on me in the beginning of the podcast, so my legs are just completely sweat. Right now, it's just I got the swamp thing going on because he decided that Dylan was so boring he had to fall asleep. Well, that's my charm. The, the Dylan, you and charm do not exist in the same sentence. Right. Unless lack of is in the middle. Mm-hmm. If I could steal, if I could steal three things 
One would be the original script that George Lucas wrote. Two would be all the unpublished material that's at Lucasfilm. And three would be Brian's Cream's Gambit game. <laughs> I'm just going to message Brian to never watch this podcast. No, I'm going to message Brian to watch this podcast. And Actually, message him and ask him what time he's going to be home. <laughs> And making sure it's precise, because I don't want to be around when he gets back. He's going to be ticked <laughs> off. Uh, is that a wrap, guys? That is it, folks. Thank you so much for having me on this. This, is, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that I got to answer questions, confess to future crimes, and just have a great time talking to you. I think Matt's our first repeat guest. Oh, Actually, Big Mac, you know, that'll be your nickname now, Matt. Big Mac. Right. A few more and we'll have you as a co-host. Yeah. To everyone watching, uh, stay tuned. Fun stuff on this channel. Jeremy's channel's on the rise, baby. It is. You're at 200. Actually, just check. You're at 200 subscribers now. Am I really? But yeah. he just hit 200, oh, and geez. the celebration begins. Oh, God, now it's time for the contest. Cue so the, the Yub Nub song. Well, what you do, Jeremy, is you, you, you know, take off your shirt and run wildly through the room live screaming, I did it, I did it. Here, let me just unsubscribe so it goes back to 199. Just kidding. <laughs> there we go. There you go. So nice. Folks, Is please this the original join one or the new one? And 200 subscribers as he plays music, dances with me. There he is. Look at him. Bill just commented he just worked a 13 plus hour day. Pretty sure he can get in and out without you knowing. <laughs> Hey, hey, folks, what should Jeremy do for his 200th subscription? Comment down below. Yes. Should he, A, party like it's 1999, B, stop reading the new canon, or C, help me steal Brian's Queen's Gambit game from his house? You decide. <laughs> The reprise is either way. Matt, I'm just gonna all of the above. I'm just gonna dial nine one as a precaution. All right. Anyway, guys, have a nice day.